Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 7th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. And what Jesus would do is when he had interactions with people and he wanted to give them insight into the way that God looks at a circumstance or a situation, and he understood that God's ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts, he would be like, man, how do I explain what I'm trying to say in the kingdom so that these mere humans can understand it? He would use stories. He would use like natural stories to bring out supernatural revelation. And that's exactly what he did in this particular passage that we're about to look at today. He, there was a group of people who were full of themselves and he wanted to address something with them and he was addressing pride. And so he told them a story of a Pharisee and a tax collector. We're going to look at that story. We've been looking at it for a few days. We're going to go back to it again today. The title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, Part 111. We've been in this for a while. Here's the title. God gives grace to the humble. Say this. Say, I am humble and God gives grace to me. God gives grace to the humble. Get ready for the word. so God gives grace to the humble. God gives grace to me. You know why God gives grace to me? Because, because I'm humble. So we're going to talk about it. I humble myself so that the grace of God is continually flowing to me. Put in the chat, I humble myself so God doesn't have to humble me. I don't want God to have to humble me. No, no, I'm going to humble myself. All right. So there's a scripture we've been looking at all year. Psalms 126 and verse four. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. What we want is that if there is an area of your life that's dried up, this is a season for the Lord to refresh you and restore you and revive you. Say amen to that. So here's the story. Luke chapter 18. There were some people who thought they were very good and they looked down on other people. And Jesus was like, okay, let me give you a story. This story is going to teach you God's perspective. This is what he said. One time there was a Pharisee and a tax collector and both went into the temple to pray. So the Pharisee stood alone and the tax collector stood alone, right? They were far apart from each other, but in the same temple. And when the Pharisee started praying, <laughs> he said, oh God, I thank you that I'm not as bad as other people. I mean, like, I mean, just, but you know, there are people like that in church. Let's, let's be honest. He says, Lord, I thank you that I'm not as bad as other people. There are people that I know that go to church all the time and be like, oh yeah, I'm not like them. Thank you, Lord. I'm not like them. Oh, they're full of pride. He says, I'm not like the men who steal and cheat and commit adultery. I thank you, Father, that I'm better than this tax collector. Can you imagine? You're like, you know, you're standing in church. Hey, Brother Johnson, can you pray? Lead us in prayer. Sure, I'll pray. And then, you know, all of you guys are there. And that Brother Johnson starts saying, Lord, I thank you that I'm I'm so good. <laughs> Lord, I thank you that I'm not as bad as, as Sister Smith right here. Can you imagine? But that, that's what this guy did. And he was, he was a Pharisee. He was supposed to be close to God. Obviously, he was far from God. He says, I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of everything I get. So I'm a tither. I'm a, I fast. I, I, I'm better than other people. And that was his prayer. The tax collector 
also stood alone, but his heart was way different. When he prayed, he wouldn't even look up to heaven. He was humble before the Lord. He said, oh God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. That's it. That was his whole prayer. Oh God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. So Jesus said, okay, when the two guys went home, who do you think was right with God? Right? It's the not the Pharisee. Uh, it, it was the other guy. It was the tax collector that people thought was was stealing money. He was the right, the one who was right with God. But the Pharisee who felt like he was better than other people was not right with God. So then Jesus said this, people who make themselves important will be made humble. If you exalt yourself, God is going to humble you. But people who humble themselves will be made important. So if you humble yourself, God, God will exalt you. So at the end of the day, I told you before, I've experienced both. Look, I've been walking with God for 28 years. I've I, I, I made my fair share of mistakes. There have been moments where I exalted myself. God had to humble me. God had to check my heart. There have been moments where I humble myself. God exalted me. I, I've experienced both. Let me tell you, letting God exalt you is way better than having God to have to humble you. So what does this mean for you today? I believe I have three things. Uh, to share with you. As I get into these three things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? This is where I need you to lock in. Here's number one. There is no I in grace. Put in the chat, there is no I in grace. You know how in the army we say there's no I in team? Where there's no I in grace either, right? So you look at grace, there's no I in grace. Let's talk about it. So while in heaven, I told you already that that pride was what got Satan kicked out of heaven. So let's look at that. In Isaiah chapter 14, verses 13 and 14, this is what happened in heaven. Lucifer, Satan said, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of the assembly, on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. There's a lot of I wills in that, right? This is what he said. I will. I will do this. I will do that. I will do this. I will do that. It was all about him. He was full of pride. And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like, like lightning. You see how fast lightning falls? That's how we kick that joke out of heaven. Why? Because he was full of pride. Solomon said, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Proverbs 16 and 18. So there's no I in grace. Let's talk about grace. When you embrace, now, if you listen to me, I talk about grace almost every day, but embracing God's grace means that you have an understanding that your life is all about him. It's not about us. We exist and we succeed by grace and grace alone, right? This is the essence of our faith. I, I, we're called and commanded to walk and live by faith, but my faith is rooted and grounded in God's grace. Where there is no grace, there can be no faith. I'm recognizing that God doesn't bless me because I provided faith and, you know, I'm the one that did it and I commanded my morning and I decreed and I decreed. No, 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 no. I provided faith where there was already grace. God blesses me because of his grace. His grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. It is the free favor of God. So every good and perfect gift comes from God and it is, it is a direct result of God's grace. Put in the chat, God blesses me by grace. It is the grace of God. Satan fell from heaven like lightning. Why? Because he exalted himself. This is what the parable is dealing with. It, it, this, is, this parable that Jesus is teaching that we're studying is teaching against pride. Self-exaltation. You exalt yourself. That's what the Pharisee was doing. 
is a clear path to cut you off to God's grace, right? It's a, it will lead you away from the grace of God. So we instead are called to walk in humility, acknowledging that we are nothing without God. Put in the chat, I'm nothing without God. I'm nothing without you, God. So now I am everything with you, but I'm nothing without you. Jesus said the son can do nothing without the father. It didn't say the son chooses not to. No, he said, I can't. I can of myself do nothing. I Put in the chat, I am nothing without God. Without God, I am nothing. And when you understand that, but with God, I, I am everything. I can do all things. Then now that's the essence of the grace life. Solomon's wisdom in Proverbs teaches us that pride is like the precursor to the fall. Like pride comes in wherever pride is, oh, oh, pride is going to lead to destruction. Pride is going to lead to a downfall. So we got to remind ourselves to keep our hearts humble so that we don't experience that fall, so that we don't, so that we don't get on the wrong side of God. Put in the chat, I, I refuse to get on the wrong side of God in my journey, me walking with God, me preaching the grace life every day. I've learned that grace is free, unmerited, undeserved. And we can't work for it. I've told you before that grace is a gift and you can't work for a gift. If you work for it, then it's no longer a gift, right? If I give you a gift, but you say you want to work for it, now you're trying to make my gift payment. You're trying to convert my gift to something that's not a gift. All you can do with the gift is receive it. Grace is a gift. All we can do with, with grace is receive it, is receive it with a grateful and a humble heart. So when you understand grace, it leads to a life of thankfulness, gratefulness. You, you appreciate God. You strive into every day with an attitude of gratitude. Every day is a day of thanksgiving, right? Why? Because you're like, it's a gift from God. When you embrace this mindset, it shifts your focus from you and Lord, these are all the things I need to do. I, no, to Lord, I thank you. First of all, I just want to thank you for being so good. Lord, I have a bunch of things on my calendar today. First of all, thank you. Thank you that like I actually have meetings to go to. Like I have some stuff I got to do. I got some business I'm going to transact. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to talk to these people about this or that. And as I go into these meetings, I know your grace is on me to succeed. So Father, I'm, I'm not going to take on the pressure to perform. And I'm, gonna th I'm not going to think that I'm, I'm making my, my own way successful. Father, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rest in you, trust in you, believe in you, call upon you. And you will give me the words and you'll perform the work. As I, There's no I in grace. It's not about me. It's all about him. So when you rely on God's grace, it shapes your perspective of everything. Living the grace life means that you know that your achievements, your blessings didn't come from you. That, that it was not about you, your power, your strength, your wisdom. No, you didn't pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. No, it is the free favor of God and the love of God and the blessing of God. So in as I close out this first point, there will be moments when you are tempted to take credit. There will be moments where you will be tempted, especially by Satan, to, to get full of yourself. In the country, they say, to smell yourself, right? No, you don't want to do that. There will be moments. But but when you think, when you remind yourself of the grace of God, it will keep you grounded so that you can avoid the pitfall of pride. Pride is a pitfall. So as we grow in the understanding of God's grace, we then appreciate God more and we can also extend that very same grace to other people. When you know that you are a product of God's grace, you are compelled to be a blessing. You are compelled to, to, to share that grace with other people. Recipients of grace become extenders of grace. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, there's no I in grace.
Number two, humility is the key to flowing in God's grace. Now, here's the thing. You want to walk in the grace life. You want the blessing of the Lord to flow to you and through you, right? You're not trying to make your own way prosperous. There's a path that's already prosperous. And what you want to do is try to find that path and walk in it so that the blessing is always flowing. Well, humility is the key to remaining in that flow. Solomon said in Proverbs 11 and 2, pride leads to disgrace. Disgrace, meaning cut off from grace. But with humility comes wisdom. Solomon said in Proverbs 29 and 23, pride ends in humiliation. If you, if you exalt yourself, get full of pride, it's gonna, you're going to be humiliated. While humility brings honor. When you humble yourself, God will honor you. Jesus said in Matthew 23, 11 and 12, the greatest among you will be a servant. You want to be great? You got to be a servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. If you want to be great, you got to be a servant. As you're serving, you're just here to serve. God sees that you have a servant's heart. God will exalt you. But if you're like, oh, I'm in charge. I'm not doing nothing. I just tell people what to do. God is going to have to humble you because you have the wrong spirit. James said in James 4 and 6, God gives greater grace to the humble. This is why the scripture says God opposes the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. James is like, God is in opposition of the proud. God will give grace to the humble. This is why you got to get my notes. I give you all these scriptures in my notes. Just sign up, get the notes for free. Solomon's wisdom in Proverbs reminds us that there's a level of wisdom that is directly connected to humility. As we humble ourselves, God will give us wisdom and insight that far exceeds our education and our experience. The Pharisee and the tax collector give us two examples. One example was a guy that was full of himself. The other example is a person that was like, oh Lord, I'm nothing without you. And, and obviously Jesus is teaching us to be like the tax collector and not like the Pharisee. As we think about Proverbs 29 and 23 that I just read to you, we see that humility is not just a path to wisdom, but it's also a path to honor. When you humble yourself, God will honor you. When you humble yourself, God will, God will make ways for, for you to, to be in the presence of great people. Isabella just spent a day and a half uh, in this program um, uh, that's sponsored by J.P. Morgan Chase and run by Bunker Labs. And all of these things happen for us because it's the grace of God. God opens doors for you that no man can close. God closes doors for you that no man can open when you remain humble in the sight of God. Jesus is teaching us that the greatest among you has to be a servant. And this is the message of the parable. The Pharisee exalted himself, right? The tax collector humbled himself. So true greatness in the kingdom of God is found in being a servant and serving others with a humble heart. Put in the chat, I will serve others with a humble heart. I'm going to serve others and I'm going to do so with the spirit of humility. James's words teach us that God gives grace to the humble, and that should be a cornerstone for our walk with God. In every day, in every situation, in every interaction, what we want to do is remain humble. We want to embody humility. Many times people have um, come to me and, you know, we talk or whatever, and, and, you know, I'm getting introduced to somebody else, and I go, oh, yeah, you know, I was in the army or whatever. Oh, no, well... Rick is not telling you, or, oh yeah, we, you know, we're in ministry, and they go, oh, well, Rick is not telling you. Let me talk about you. Well, I'm not going to toot my own horn, right? I'm not, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come across the wrong way. I'm always checking my heart. 
And, and, and people are like, man, you guys are so humble. You know, you guys, you, you don't have any pretense. You're not pretentious. You, you're not looking for somebody to recognize you. You're not looking for somebody to say, when you walk in the room, you got to sit in this seat or, or whatever. And, oh, Isabella's a CEO, but look, you know, no. When you humble yourself, Matter of fact, in Proverbs, it says, you know what? It's much better for you to sit in the back of the room and for somebody to say, oh, wow, what are you doing back there, Rick? Come, come up here. You're supposed to sit up here. It's much better for that to happen than for you to go sit in somebody else's seat and they go, hey, you're not supposed to be sitting here. Move back, right? And so, no, you humble yourself and then let God exalt you. God will exalt you in due season. So as you look at all these scriptures and you look at what we've been studying, I pray that you're growing in grace and in humility as well. Say amen to that. Number three, uh, this may be my last point. Yeah, I think it's my last point for today. Um, remain little in your own eyes. This is from, from King Saul. <laughs> Put in the chat, I remain little in my own eyes. So I wanted to bring in King Saul to this situation because King Saul, if you don't know this story of King Saul, um, it's an interesting thing that happened. First of all, God didn't want the people to have a king. The people wanted a king. They said, we want a king. And he said, I'm your king. And uh, they were like, no, 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 no. We want a king that, that people can see. He's like, well, I'm your king. I'm, a, I'm establishing a different type of kingdom. I'm a God that you can't see while people are worshiping idols. I'm a king that you can't see while people are following these earthly kings. But they was like, no, we want a king. He was like, fine, if you want a king, I'm going to give you one. <laughs> so he gave him Saul. So Saul is there, and the prophet is speaking to the king, and the prophet is hearing from God, and the king has to be obedient to whatever the, the Lord says through the prophet. And at first, it, wor it worked out fine. You know, the king was doing whatever the Lord said through the prophet. But then there came a moment where the word of the Lord came and said, hey, I want you to go to the, these people. They're wicked people. You're going to fight against them. And I want you to destroy everything and kill all the animals too. And every and everybody else has to, everybody has to be wiped out. And Saul decided because he was like, you know, I guess he was, he felt comfortable. Like at a certain point, I could just do what I want. I'm the king. He decided to disobey that. And he decided, well, I'm going to do good stuff. You know, I'm going to take some of these animals and we're going to do a sacrifice. Well, who told you to do that? God didn't tell you to do that. Well, I'm going to take this other guy instead of killing him. I'm, well, who told you to do that? God didn't tell you to do that. And so the, the prophet came and said, hey, this is not what God said. He said, yeah, but this is what I want to do. And the word of the Lord was like, well, obedience is better than sacrifice. You're trying to offer me a sacrifice. Why don't you just be obedient? And so the prophet wound up saying to the king, man, you know what? When you were little in your own eyes, you would have never done this. Like there was a moment where you were little in your own eyes, where you were just, oh my God, I'm so grateful just to be the king. I'll do whatever God says. But there was a moment you got full of yourself. And when you got full of yourself, you're no longer little in your own eyes. You're like, oh, I'm the king. I could do what I want. See, now you messed up. And it, he wound up losing the grace of God that was on his life to be a king. <laughs> and we know the story. Then David, you know, became the king. So when King Saul got in trouble, he got in trouble because he was no longer little in his own eyes. I think about that all the time. You don't want to ever get to the point where you're no longer little in your own eyes. You don't ever want to get to the point where you believe your own press or you start smelling yourself like they say in the country. What you want to do is humble yourself. 
Remain little in your own eyes. Remember that whatever you are is by the grace of God. That you're not you're not making your your own way prosperous. You're not making all of this that this stuff happen. You're reminding yourself that it's the grace of God. When I preach, even when I'm doing today's word, I I I've, you know I I can't really say that. Thankfully, by the grace of God, I don't believe pride is an issue for me. But there have been moments where I've thought about this. If I preach or do today's word, but let's use preaching. If I preach and I'm full of pride, God can still use the message. God can bless other people through me and not bless me. If I preach and I'm full of pride, God can bless everybody in the sanctuary through the message, and when I'm done, he can correct me. Isn't that crazy? Why? Because I was full of pride. So it's like God would be saying, I'm not going to withhold the blessing from the people because you being hard-headed. I'm still going to use my word to bless them, but when this is over, son, I'm going to correct you. So this is why you got to really check your heart in everything. Like, you know, People may be drawn to people because of their charisma or, you know, their outward appearance or what they drive and all of that. But remember, God is checking the heart. So God wants to know that you, your heart, in your heart, you are humble. Put in the chat, I'm, I'm open to correction. You, you, you always want to be open to correction. You, you want to be little in your own eyes. You, you want to be in a place where you are open to the Holy Spirit, that you that you want spiritual health over anything else, that, that you are in alignment with God, that staying little in your own eyes is something that we should all strive to do. I'm not talking about self-deprecation. I'm not saying, oh, I'm beating myself up. No, 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 no. I'm just reminding myself that without God, I am nothing. Now, with, with him, I can do all things, but without him, I am nothing. So when you keep yourself little in your own eyes, you live your life with a perspective that is based and rooted in the grace of God so that you can be open to the Holy Spirit, so that you're open to whatever God wants you to do, whatever he wants you to, wherever he wants you to go, and whatever he wants you to do and say when you get there. So you are open. Say this. Put this in the chat. I am open and I am sensitive. You want to be open and you want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You want to be listening to him. It is a realization that by remaining humble, Ephesians 3 and 20 can take place. By remaining humble, God can, can bless me exceedingly, abundantly, above everything that I can ask or think or even imagine. So I'm not seeking personal glory. I'm seeking to glorify the Lord. But as I'm seeking to glorify God, there's that God will bless me richly. In short, as I close, there's no limit to what God can do through a person who remains humble and who is submitted to him. God can bless me richly because it's not about me. God can bless me richly because I just want to yield to him to do whatever he wants me to do. And because of that, I believe that God is going to use Isabella and I in a tremendous way. Like I believe that we're just getting started, right? But when you get to that point where you are just yielded to God, like there's no position, there's no title that's going to cause me to be full of pride. God can give me the position. God can give me the title. If there's no amount of money that's going to cause me to, to be led astray, I, there's no amount of money that God can give me that that is going to cause me to forget God. If you ever get to that point, then God can give you the money so that he can use you. You can use that money then for the advancement of the kingdom. But if you're going to use the money for you 
and then get full of self and forget God, then why would God give you the money? You know what I'm saying? So, so when you get to the point where you're like, Lord, there's nothing, like there's no room that you can bless me to walk in that I'm ever going to walk in and then cause me to get full of pride and I'm, I'm going to forget you. There's no level of accolades that I can receive that's going to cause me to forget the God who gave it to me. And so when you get to that point, then there's no limit to what God can do in you, with you, through you, for you, by you. Say amen to that. Man, there's some, there's some solid teaching here. So I want you to open up. Say, say I remain humble. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I embrace humility. That's how I will be great. You can glorify me because I'm committed to glorify thee. I declare that my commitment to walking in humility is the key to your grace in my life. Without you, I can do nothing. Without you, I am nothing. But with you, I can do all things. So I remain little in my own eyes. I humble myself before your mighty hand. I recognize the subtleties of pride. And I check my heart daily. I'm committed to living a life of gratitude, recognizing that every blessing, every achievement in my life is a result of your grace and your favor. So I trust in your sovereignty. I trust in your timing and I remain humble. You will exalt me and you will honor me in due season. Living with this mindset, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. If you're not getting my notes, why not? Get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you too. Put in the chat, greater is coming for me. Listen, do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Remain little in your own eyes. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.